I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtel. This week on the Bearded Theologians, we're going to be talking about our favorite hymns. And so listen in as the Bearded Theologians discuss their favorite hymns in the United Methodist Hymnal. This week on the Bearded Theologians podcast, we're going to be talking about um, the United Methodist Hymnal and the songs that um, we like to sing. We know that um, you, we couldn't go, like Zach and I were trying to put together a list and the list just kept growing and growing and growing. And, and so we just kind of picked four random ones. These aren't necessarily like our top four, um, but there are four random songs that um, speak to us and speak to our souls. So Zach, um, as you think about the United Methodist Hymnal and the hymns that speak life to you, uh, which ones come to mind first? So, so like Matt said, there's, there's a bunch and um, gosh, they, they just, the, the hymns that, that have touched me through, through my, my journey, you know, you, you can't talk about this and, and not talk about the hymn, He Touched Me. Um, it's just, it's such a great hymn that I can't sing in church with a straight face. <laughs> you can't, but, but there's so many. And, and like Matt said, we, we can't narrow these down and we have to make the obvious joke with that. But um, the few that stand out for me are, um, gosh, I'll, I'll start with standing on the promises. Um, and all of, all of the ones that I pick have very, very good uh, choruses or very courses that just stick with you and, and and standing on the promises is just that one that when we sing it in church I mean I don't sing well but I try to belt that one out when we get to the chorus um in 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 I don't know I just I really enjoy it it's, it just speaks to my heart but the the next one that that I find myself singing often uh just within my own heart is uh it is well with my soul um just another one of those choruses that just rings rings through and um, no matter what's going on in my life or, or, or where I'm at, whether it's good, bad, right, or wrong, uh, when that song comes up, and it just, it, it is well, uh, you know, through the things that we go through in life and, and, and the stuff that happens that, that just speaks. Um, I think it's an important song to, to sing. Um, Matt, what about you? I, I'm going to save a couple, so it's not just me talking about four hymns. Well, um, as we were kind of talking about this, um, the first one that comes to mind, and it's the one that, you know, we sing, um, we haven't sang here in a while, but it's one that really touches my heart. It's um, Here I Am, Lord. Um, I love it. I love the refrain on that. Um, here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I've heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you lead me. I will hold your people in my heart. Um, as someone who's getting, obviously, I mean, the books are starting to be uh, packaged um, as um, my time in Locus is coming to a close. Um, that hymn um, definitely speaks to my soul, uh, not only as a United Methodist clergy person, but I can remember early on um, in my faith that when I was a teenager, that when I would hear that song, that the way it would touch my heart, um, just... Um, the pulling that it has uh, for me and, and when I hear it, it, it does take me back to those early moments uh, in my faith when I was wrestling with God's call into my life, not only in the ministry, but um, in walking closer to him. Um, it's just one of those songs that every time I sing, I just, it's just, oh, it's, it just always touches my soul. Um, the other one that I, that I love, and it's more of a Johnny Cash thing um, than anything else. Uh, when I was, um, driving back and forth um, from Locust to 
to Baxter Springs. Um, one of the things I would listen to was my mother's hymnal uh, album from Johnny Cash. And this is one of the songs that he sings on it. Um, and just hearing Cash, um, you know, sing, do Lord, oh, do Lord, oh, do remember me. It, I mean, of course, he did it way better than I did. But um, it, it does, like, especially in this time of Easter, when we're in kind of an eschatology kind of time of thinking about the end and new beginnings and, and all that stuff that comes with Easter. Um, we pray that, um, that Lord does look at us and remember us. Um, and, you know, um, it's just one of those songs that if you've never heard Johnny Cash sing it, you won't ever be able to sing it in church without a Johnny Cash uh, swag to it. Um, and, and that's one of the, the struggles I have with these. I've heard all these different hymns that I really like um, done by other groups like the Gentle Wolves and, and a couple other people that have, um, done it in such a way that like, man, I can't sing it like that in church anymore. And then, but still the words and the melodies still speak um, to my soul. And I think that that's one of the important parts of music is that um, we, we need to think, sing things that are singable. And I think far too often, especially with contemporary praise music, um, sometimes that stuff's just not singable at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes great performance art, but not in a sense of communal singing, which is what you should be doing in worship is communal singing and not, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's great to have solos. And I think solos, um, you know, when someone shares their gift of music, uh, that's great, but really worship in, in its pure form is really communal singing. And, and it's one of the things that I really love about worship is that when we sing these songs, um, they can all touch different people at different times. And, and I know like in my congregation now, um, I've stretched them, uh, and their hymn knowledge, you know, we, we don't sing the same thing every so often. Um, mm-hmm. we, we really do break it up a little bit because I want things that speak, but I also want things that sing. And I don't want to sing things that people don't get. Well, and, and maybe that's where we should have started because I've stressed that point for, for a long, long time. Because um, I, I can't stand the, the assumption of people, of, well, if we, if we just play contemporary music, the millennials will come. The millennials aren't looking for contemporary music. Um, uh, news flash podcast listeners um hopefully this isn't something new for you um i I don't working with young people in in being one i guess um it's it's not it's not guitars and drums and 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 contemporary music that we're looking for people are looking of all ages are, are looking for authenticity and i've made the argument for a long long time that the hymns they're important and they teach us something about God and who God is and what we believe and how we, our relationship is with God. Some contemporary music does that. Um, but I, I guarantee if you look back at the, why it was written and the sources that they pulled and the inspiration they had, I bet nine times out of 10, it's going to go back to a hymn, something that they heard there or sung there or in that tradition. Um, I mean, if you, you read through the hymns and uh, in our hymn book and they, they teach you something, and they teach you something in community um, that we can come together and sing together. Um, you know, uh, so I want to go back to it as well for a minute. Um, Horatio Spafford, man, that dude, if you've never heard the story of how, why he wrote this song, uh, I'm not going to tell it because I, I don't know enough of the detail, but it's a, it's a, it'll reframe this song for you. Um, Horatio Spafford wrote it in 1873. Just, just Google it as well, the story behind it as well, or, or his name and, and read the story on it and understand the, 
why it is well with my soul is so important to the song. Uh, and then as we sing it through life, um, Matt, you're right, coming together in community and, and seeing things that are singable, that are relevant, that, that teach us something about God in a way, um, you know, worship isn't, you know, Sunday morning worship isn't just the preaching. Uh, we worship through hearing the word, through singing it, through giving, through all of the things that we do as a collective. And, and that's why, that's why hymns are so important. That's why we're talking about them today. Um, well, and, and I think that that's the deal, is that, um, and you kind of touched on this, is, and, and this is something I experienced in Norman, and actually even here, we have people here that, that love it when we do the hymns. Now, they do like it when we do some of the modern stuff, but um, I think far too often we, we, we chase a bright light, and we don't realize, like, we have this great hymnal that has all, like, there's some really good stuff in here. And like we pointed out, there's even so much that we couldn't really sit down and do a full, I mean, it would be a long time if we went through every song. And, and I think that when, when we listen to, you know, songs like fill my cup, Lord, you know, that's the stuff that like, if my daughter can pick it up and sing it as part of her faith, Mm -hmm. we're doing our job. Like, I know that's one of the hymns that that every so often when we sing, she'll kind of repeat it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I really think that that's, when we when we can engage faith in that way it puts us in a place where we remember those moments uh in our lives you know just like both of us have pointed out that there are some songs that when we sing um bring back certain moments into our faith and it helps us kind of either be energized or um it puts us in a good place and you know the one of the other ones that really speaks to me um is is he lives um, mm-hmm. you know because he lives i can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone um and, and for me that's one of those things that like there have been times in even more recently where i've needed to hear that mm-hmm. um and sometimes that's what music does and, and that's why i would hope and pray that um if you're a person that is in charge of worship in whatever form um that you make part of your worship is that it all has to connect mm-hmm. and you can't sing you know you can't sing nothing but the blood of Jesus, but yet you're not going to talk about resurrection or anything. Right. Um, right. You, you, and, and I think that as we, um, as we prepare worship, what, what draws people in is music. That's part of it, mm-hmm. but they want to be able to see how all that connects in to everything you do, whether it's prayer, um, whether it's a children's moment, whether, I mean, and, and all those little components that you have for, for worship, bring together a, a, a grand picture of what the image of God can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where like music is central to it. Um, and I think if you do music well, um, I think that's what will really draw people in. And mm-hmm. um, we should be in the people getting business, not necessarily in the age demographic business. And I'm, and I'm tired, right. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired of saying, let's go get certain age people. Yes. We are called to get all people. Yep. Um, and, and the way that we go about doing that is going to be central and different everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, and I, I have that question. Um, if you listen to us often, uh, the church that I serve has two campuses. It's one in a kind of large town. I don't know, 30, 40,000 people depends on, I guess it's relative size wise. Um, but my other one is in a town of about 1200 people. And it's, um, it's definitely, both of them are definitely older congregations, but my, my smaller campus 
when I got there almost a year ago was we need young people. We need young people. We're, we're, we're older. We get it. We're dying. We need young people. And my, my stressor to them was, no, you need people. Ooh. I, I'm not here to go get young people. I'm, I'm here to welcome anybody who walks through our doors, regardless of age. And they jumped onto that very, very quickly. And we have some young families. We've got more people coming of all ages. And there's still a lot of work to be done. And there's still uh, things that we can do in the community. But they heard that, that it's not just throwing some screens up on the wall, pulling a guitar out. People are going to come if you're open and authentic and welcoming of all people. Because if we just look at a certain demographic for a certain reason, we're going to miss a whole we're going to miss the majority of people that walk through the door or that could potentially walk through the door. Um, and I'm like, Matt, I'm, <laughs> I'm sick of the millennial argument. Um, that if you do this, millennials will come. No, they won't. Um, because they'll see through it. They'll see through it. Uh, I had to choose my words wisely. So thank you. <laughs> they, they have good BS meters, if you will. You know, it's, right it's, it. it's like that good hymn. Tell me the stories of Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. If, if, if we do it right, yeah, yeah you do it right. And, and, and we don't have to be flashy and bangy and, and all right. that. Stuff. Like telling the story of Jesus is literally singing, Jesus loves me. This right. For the Bible tells me so. Right. Did you know by, um, that um, one of my kinfolk actually translated the uh, Cherokee, um, uh, the bushy head person in the uh, hymnal? That is one of my kinfolk. Uh, and so I have a, a small little touch in the hymnal uh, through Cherokee. Um, yeah. I, I did know that, but I don't well, know. If yeah, no, but I know that they didn't know that. You know, and I think that that's the deal is that, you know, <laughs> it just opened, I just randomly opened up my hymnal to every time I feel the spirit uh, moving <laughs> in my heart, I pray. You know, we, we, we have these songs that, that do so much for our faith. They yet, do. Like, we would almost rather turn our back on them. and. Right. And for the shiny and flashy, right? And and that concerns me on so many levels. Yeah. Not because, um, you know, I, I love if you never ever get a chance. Like, even some of the Charles Wesley hymns that aren't in the hymnal. I mean, oh my right. gosh, that man wrote like crazy and yeah. uh, did so much uh, for for Church Universal, the, the lowercase C Church, lowercase C uh, Catholic Church, right? Um, with his music that. Why can't we, you know, utilize that today? And, um, you know, well, and, 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 and that's the thing. And we're, we're seeing people do that in, in new and life-giving ways. Crowder, when that dude plays hymns, man, that dude can play the hymns. Um, I won't, well, well one's done it okay. Wren Collective does it really, really well, well too. And, and another non-mainstream one is the Gentle Wolves out of the, right. uh, the house band out of uh, Servant Church in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh my gosh. If, if you ever get a chance, please Google them. I mean, I really like about three out of five days in my office, I'm playing them because they're him. Mm -hmm. They just do such a good job uh, of right. singing, uh, the hymns and um, like the take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. I can't, mm -hmm. when we sing that in church on Sunday, I have to almost, right. I, I have to kind of like right. step back a little bit because right. I really want to sing it like the gentle wolves do because they do such right. a great job of it. Um, and, and, and I think that that's this, it, it's not that the hymns are out of date. Mm -hmm. It's just that we need to develop new ways to bring these messages, uh, that are right. great words, right. uh, and, and to modern and, and put them in a blender and, and figure out how to make it sound better. Right. Um, and, and there, there are those people out there that are doing that really, really well. 
and and not to say that you know gosh there there are contemporary christian music artists that are putting out pretty decent worship stuff um but gosh if you look at it as a whole man the thousands of songs that are produced every year there's maybe five or six that are actually good theological deep songs that are their worship and aren't just poppy and catchy and repeat themselves a hundred times. Um, and I mean, if you go back and look at the hymns, yeah, they repeat and there's choruses and things, but every verse is different. Every verse teaches you something new about you or God or that relationship there. Um, you know, uh, uh, one that I wrote down, uh, breathe on me, breath of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that whole song, you know, breathe on me, breath of God, fill me with life anew, that I may love what thou dost love and do what thou would do. Mm. Dude, that, if that's not an anthem as we wake up every day, I don't know what it is. Um, And it just continues on, breathe on me, breath of God, until my heart is pure, until with thee I will one, (laughs) I will one will to do and to endure. My gosh, I mean, we just, we don't write like that anymore. No. Well, but that's though, so important. Though I may speak with bravest fire and have the gift to all inspire and have not love, my words are vain as sounding brass and hopeless gain. Mm-hmm. Come spirit, come our hearts control our spirits long to be made whole. Let inward love guide every deed by this we worship and are freed oh my gosh just like oh like I, I, and, <laughs> and, and i didn't grow up with this like I this didn't either. Not, i, I want to make like, that clear too like this you know and and coke's parents not paying us to to push no. this but i think one of the things that we can we can be honest about is that worship without it is almost lost it is. Uh, because I feel like there are so many great hymns that the that the Methodist hymnal offers up, and and there are some that aren't in there. And I mean, I know I know all the arguments, and I've had them throughout the years of serving a church. But what I've discovered is, is as I've sat down with them, and as I'm thinking of a sermon or a sermon series, and, and, a, and a certain song comes um, uh, in my head, you know that that that's just so key. That the music is such a key element of worship. It's not the primary, it's not, you know, but it, it's, a, it's one of the components that's necessary to do worship well. I, right. I think we can't, um, you, you, can't put, you can't put good music in the corner. <laughs> you can't, we're, we're going to have to put that on the shirt. <laughs> I know. Just, just a blank space, you can't put it in the corner here at Theologian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, that's our, maybe that's our new tagline. Maybe that's our new tagline, yeah. But, but you're right, you, you can't. Gosh, you just, I don't know, they just speak. And and not to say, I mean, I came into the church with contemporary music, but it only took me so far. Uh, it's when, a, and, and not every hymn in this book is gold. Oh, no. Uh, there, there are some that are myths. Don't, don't have, get have it you ever Have you ever seen the Duke Ellington one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've uh, come Sunday. Um, I've actually done that on clarinet in a church. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've never sang it. Um, but I've done the clarinet, uh, part and it's actually a really cool clarinet part if you transpose it right and do it well. Right, right. Um, but you know, 
as we kind of get to a close, um, you know, God be with you until we meet again. That's, that's another mm. good one. Um, you know, I, I, I want you to, here's what I want you to do. This week, I want you to grab a United Methodist hymnal. Uh, if you don't own one, like, you know, a couple of years ago, I actually, a couple of years ago, I actually <laughs> bought my wife one. Yeah, because <laughs> she wanted to carry she wanted to carry a Bible and the hymnal and that's Ashley. She's a she's an Episcopal Methodist, right. um, and so. Uh, <laughs> but I want you to grab the hymnal and I want you to sit down with it and just open it up and see mm-hmm. uh, what speaks to you this week and 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 let us know um, and 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 be in conversation with not only with us and and please feel free to to talk about some of the things that you don't like about the hymnal because we we are honest that there is not something i mean there's some things mm-hmm. in there i don't even really care to sing um because right. I just, it doesn't speak to me and it doesn't fit in my theological vacuum um but right. i think that um there are some that can speak to you why do they speak to you you know let, let you know let's have that conversation. I mean, I would love to have that conversation online and we want to encourage you um, to go on the bearded theologians.com. Uh, we would love to have more subscribers to our YouTube page. Um, we need about, Oh, 90 more to be able to do some really cool things. So if you have 90 friends that you want to have them subscribe to the bearded <laughs> Theologians, uh, 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 YouTube page, that would be great for us. Right. Um, it also gets our name out there a little bit better. Um, you know, we want to encourage you to share and continue to have a conversation. We've been having some good conversations because of this. Um, yeah. And um, I'm, we're li- really looking forward to what we have planned uh, in the future. Um, this is the middle of April. Um, and so as Easter just ended and as we're getting ready um, to point towards Pentecost, um, you know, and our many Easter's between now and Pentecost, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I pray that um, God speaks to you in worship. Um, through music, uh, through the word, um, through whatever else that God uh, may be active in your life. And um, I hope that you've had a great Easter and I hope that you uh, press forward and press on. Um, so Zach, do you have, do you have anything else? No, this, just that it. Uh, we love having the conversation with you guys. Uh, check us out on, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And uh, we just passed 500 followers on Facebook. So thank you for that. Um, let's, let's keep getting the word out there and, and on whatever social media platform that you use. Um, if you can, if, uh, you can download the podcast on iTunes and Google play. Um, if you could rate us there, just download us like crazy. So again, that more people, uh, that it pops up on more people's pages and, and it gets the name out there. Cause we just want to have the conversation with you guys and we enjoy it so, so much. Uh, so we want to hear your favorite hymns. Uh, what speaks to you? What does it, um, let us know. Uh, and, uh, until next time. We're the Bearded Theologians. I'm Zach Bechtold. And I'm Matt Franks. Don't put music in the corner. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening, and we hope that you share our content online uh, through Facebook and social media. And we hope that you check out our uh, Beardcast store at beardedtheologians.com and pick up some great Bearded Theologians gear. We hope you have a good day.